Hello, homies. So today is a little bit different. There are no guests. It's just me. Well, I do have both of my doggies by my feet, and one of them is chewing a bone at the moment, so you may hear them crunching in the background. But this is something I have been wanting to do for a very long time. So my whole idea with this podcast is to help you, the public, understand the vast scope of homeopathy, the various different ways we have of prescribing, the different remedies that we have to draw on, you know, just give you a little bit of an insight on how you can help us to help you. So, you know, listening to homeopaths that you resonate with, the remedies that you resonate with, prescribing styles that you resonate with, and then, you know, when you go for that consultation, you have a better idea of what you can expect. So today's episode is all about how to get the most out of your homeopathic consultation with me. The homeopathic case-taking process is something that's very special and healing in itself. So today I want to share with you how you can make the most out of your time with me as your homeopathic practitioner. I wanted to create this episode for any current and future clients of mine as an opportunity for them to really understand how they can help me to help them. Homeopaths all around the world practice very differently. We all have different ways we like to take a case. Some prefer questionnaires before the consult and some prefer you to just come in without pre-completing any information. So some homeopaths prefer to only see clients online and some prefer to see them in person and some prefer a combination of both. Uh, Some homeopaths will prescribe on the spot. Others will ask you to come back in a few days to get your remedies. Some homeopaths will provide you with remedies out of their own stock and others will send you to a homeopathic pharmacy to order the remedies yourself. Some homeopaths will repertorize your case while you're in the consult. So that means they will enter some information into the computer repertory or they might use some books to see the symptoms that match your case. Some homeopaths will know a lot of Materia Medica off by heart. Others will want to flick through their Materia Medica books during the consult to confirm something about a remedy they have in mind for you. So please note, this does not mean the homeopath is not confident. (laughs) We have over 8,000 homeopathic remedies, and it's impossible for us to know all these remedies off by heart. So most of us will consult our books or computer software during a consult. I certainly do. In addition to using the homeopathic repertory to find your remedy, some homeopaths may prefer to use a pendulum, kinesiology, intuition, or a whole myriad of other ways to narrow down the exact remedy which they feel will suit you. But wait, there's more. Some homeopaths will give you only one remedy. Others will give you several remedies to take on different days or perhaps the same day. Sometimes you'll receive the remedy in pillules, liquids, or sprays. The main thing I want you to know is all of this is totally fine. And if you show the prescription you were given by one homeopath to another homeopath and the second homeopath doesn't agree with the prescription, that is totally fine too. If you feel comfortable with your homeopath and you've been getting good results, then stick with them. Taking into account, you should give them at least three follow-ups minimum before you judge the results of their prescription. If you've listened to more than three episodes of this podcast, you'll already be starting to realize that homeopaths practice wildly differently. Depending on our levels of experience, our own beliefs, and the remedies and prescribing methods that resonate with us individually as practitioners. That is why, before anything else, you need to make sure you find a homeopath that you're comfortable with. Most homeopaths will offer a 15-minute free discovery call where you can give them a quick call just to chat about your concerns. You can use this opportunity to ask them the following questions. 
maybe what prescribing method they use. Do they prescribe uh, intuitively or, or constitutionally or, you know, just one remedy? Do they use any protocols? If this is something you feel strongly for or against, then that's something to find out. Some people really don't like using protocols like the Liz Ladle Fertility Protocol or Ton Janssen's Detox Methods or anything like that. So if that's something you feel strongly about either way, for or against, then maybe ask that question. You might ask how many remedies would they typically prescribe after a consultation and what the costs are per remedy. How long is the initial consult and the follow-ups and what costs are involved. How often do they need to see you for follow-ups, for example, every two, four or six weeks or eight weeks. And also how can you communicate with them in between consults if you have any questions about your prescription or if something else arises which you're unsure of. So with that out of the way, I want to go back to how my clients can get the most out of a consultation with me. And like I've said, this only applies to my clients, no other homeopath. Everyone works differently and that's totally fine. So each of my clients needs to watch my free 30-minute homeopathy at home video, which is on YouTube, before they come and see me so that they know what homeopathy is and how it works. I only take on Australian clients as otherwise the time zones make things too tricky. And if my clients are on Facebook, I recommend they join my closed Facebook group after viewing my 30-minute video as I do give free acute advice in this group. My adult initial consultations are an hour and a half and my child initials are an hour. The first follow-up is usually an hour and then subsequent ones are about 30 minutes. I do have a very extensive questionnaire I like my clients to complete before seeing me. Personally, I believe that the healing starts as soon as you begin completing the questionnaire. So taking the time to do this in the days leading up to your consult means that your subconscious is already preparing for the healing process. Our online booking system will send you an online questionnaire to complete and uh, this happens when you receive your booking confirmation. So this is pretty easy to complete on your phone or on your computer. To really get the best out of your consult, I suggest really putting an effort into completing as much information on this questionnaire as possible. Pay special attention to timelines, for example, what was the year your hay fever first started, what was the year or the month you had a particular vaccination or operation. And these timelines really help us to figure out if there has been an incidence of NWS or never well since. For example, you may complain of eczema in your child which started around 12 months. And it feels to you like there was nothing of interest that changed around that time to trigger the eczema. But upon completing the questionnaire and paying attention to the timeline, you realize that your child had the MMR vaccine just a few days before the eczema started. So this will give us an indication that we may need to use a homeopathic detox to clear some of the effects of the MMR vaccine. I always prefer seeing my clients in person. However, I do have clients all over Australia. So about 50% of my consults are done online. Whether it's in person or online, always make sure you're five minutes early for your appointment to give yourself yourself time to take a breath and relax beforehand instead of just being in a rush. If clients are late for appointments, this is taken out of their consulting time as I don't believe in making my clients after them wait. So just because somebody else earlier in the day was late, you don't need to wait that extra you know 15 minutes for that person that 15 minutes will come out of their consult so if you're 15 minutes late for a 30 minute consult that will only give you 15 minutes to go over your case which really leaves me not much time to truly help you so please do be on time 
if you're coming to see me in person with your child, please bring them some snacks. The consult can feel like an eternity for a little one and often a drink and a snack can really help make their time in the consult so much easier. My consulting room has a lovely outdoor area, a play kitchen, a doll's house, an easel with chalk. We have coloring in books, Lego for the older kids, a very popular marble run and plenty of other toys. When we have them in stock, I let my kiddie clients choose a little crystal which they can take home. I really believe in making the children feel very welcome and I want to make their time with me as enjoyable as possible. And whenever I hear clients say, oh, my child couldn't wait to come and see you, that makes my heart sing because, you know, this needs to be a very fun, enjoyable, beautiful experience for them as well. So my biggest plea with parents is to not try and stifle your child's behavior in the clinic. We can be so tempted to, you know, let our children behave and be good children in the clinic, but that's not what's going to help me prescribe for your child. If the child is throwing a toy, let them. As long as the toy is not heading in the direction of my head or my laptop, that's totally fine. If your child is stomping around the room being loud, just leave them. If your child refuses to speak to me, I promise I won't take offense. Once they're in my clinic, just let them be who they wish to be and express themselves or not however they wish. All of this natural behavior helps me to prescribe the correct remedy for them. I realize it can be very uncomfortable for the children to have us speak about them in front of them. So I usually start off my consult by asking the child a few questions and just getting a feel for their personality. And once we get into the more nitty gritty of the consult, I invite the children to play outside in our cubby house to give the parents an opportunity to express anything they wish about the child, but would prefer the child does not hear. Some of my clients will bring a support person with them so I can observe the child for the first 15 minutes of the consult and then the support person will take the child away. We happen to have an amazing playground down the road and some lovely cafes so that does make things a bit easier and then the parent and I can continue the rest of the consult without the child present. I don't mind whichever you prefer as long as I get to observe the child for at least 15 minutes of the consult. If your consult is online, please have the child present for at least the first 10 to 15 minutes of the consult as well. What really helps me a lot is if you're able to have your phone camera on the child with the reverse camera. So I can observe the child as they're playing at your home while you and I are having a chat. So the child doesn't necessarily know that we are, that I am observing them because the camera will be using the reverse camera. So the child will just think that you're talking normally on the phone. It's obviously more important for children once they start walking and talking that I observe them. But for the little, little bubbas, I still need to observe them for a few minutes. I always ask permission of the parent and the child to take a photo of the child, which, which I do keep on their file on my password and fingerprint protected laptop. So I have over a thousand clients and I'm really good at remembering all my clients' names. And in most cases, I even remember the maiden name and the married name of each of my clients. Sometimes I can have a bit of trouble recalling a thousand different faces though. So for this reason, I ask that you always have your children present at every single consult for at least the first 15 minutes. I find that once I've had about three consults with a client at regular intervals, their face is imprinted in my mind. But even then, children change and grow so quickly. So please do always have them present at all consults to get the very best results. During the consult, I'll ask a series of questions. And the most important thing to remember is that I want you to feel comfortable. If I ever ask about an area of your life you don't feel comfortable speaking about, all you need to do is say so and we'll move on to something else. 
to be fair, I don't think I've ever had a client say this to me as I am very careful with reading the energy in the room and not pushing my client past where I can see they feel comfortable. So a fun fact about me, I went to school in the 1990s and we were still taught typing on a typewriter. (laughs) And then after school, I worked on an internet help desk where I had to answer hundreds of emails every day. So I became really good at typing and I can touch type at about 60 words a minute. So this means that during our consult, I will be typing pretty much verbatim whatever it is that you're saying. And this makes it very easy for me to quickly detect if there is a particular word that is being used over and over again. And then we can go back to that word and what that particular word means to you. I also use a computer repertory. So during our consult, I'll be throwing a few symptoms into the repertory to see what comes up. I'll also be using some books during the consult if I need to double check the Materia Medica on a particular remedy for your case. And if you don't hear me saying much during the consult, don't worry. I tend to go into a place of Zen where I am not only listening to what you're saying, but how you're saying it, what your body is doing while you're saying it, and so much more. It's almost like a meditative experience just sitting there and trying to tune into my client's energy and what it is that really needs to be healed and almost having, not almost, having my higher self get in touch with your higher self and seeing how we can help each other along on this healing journey. I love to just sit and let my clients share whatever they would like to get off their chest And once they feel like they've released everything that they need to, then I will get in and ask some clarifying questions to make sure I've understood what has been said. I often end my case taking doing a quick body scan to make sure we haven't missed anything. So we'll start with your head and we'll work our way down to see if you recall anything of significance which may not have been picked up in the questionnaire or mentioned during the consult. Now, this isn't an actual scan with a machine. We're just talking through the different parts of the body. So I'll start with the head and we'll see if there's any history of headaches or migraines or hair loss or head injuries or itchy scalp or psoriasis or anything like that. We'll talk about the eyes, any history of conjunctivitis or styes or itchy eyes, hay fever, vision problems, sensitivity to light or anything like that. Um, with the nose, is there a history of hay fever or frequent sneezing? Do you get lots of colds? Are you sensitive to smell? Any issues with your sinuses? Any blood noses? With your ears, is there a history of ear infections, excessive earwax, itchy ears? Are you sensitive to sound? Any tinnitus? With your mouth, is there any issues with your teeth or your tongue? Mouth ulcers, cold sores? Do you grind your teeth? What's your appetite like? Any allergies? And with the throat, is there a history of glandular fever or tonsillitis? Do you easily lose your voice? Any thyroid issues or anything like that? Uh, With the chest, is there a history of bronchitis or asthma? Any breathing difficulties or any heart issues? With the breasts, are there any issues with the breasts or painful nipples or swelling of the breasts related to the menstrual cycle or any lumps or bumps? With the abdomen, any bloating or any pains? Uh, Genital area, any unusual discharges? What is your period like? When did it start? Uh, Any contraceptive use? With the stool, how often does the client have a stool, the color, consistency, any other issues like mucus or undigested food? Uh, Are there any issues with the legs or the knees or the feet or the balance? Any issues with the arms, elbows, wrists, fingers, the nails? With the skin, is there a history of eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, ringworm, impetigo or skin tags or anything along those lines? 
And I always finish off my consults asking my clients what is the main improvement they would like to see in eight weeks time at our next follow-up so I can make sure I'm addressing the issue the client has come to see me for, not just what I think needs to be treated. So a couple of years ago, I was very lucky to have had the amazing Hilary Dorian mentor me on a few cases. She has 40 years experience as a homeopath and I value her advice above anyone else. And I try to do all of her courses and uh, she is just an excellent educator that I have so much respect for. Now, I used to see my clients every three weeks for follow-ups and the trap I was falling into as one that many homeopaths fall into is we might not see much change in symptoms in three weeks for a condition that has been going on for many years. So we change the remedy too quickly and we tend to micromanage the case. So Hillary suggested I change my follow-ups to every eight weeks, thereby giving the remedy a proper chance to work and removing the temptation to change the prescription too early. So I have now been doing this for the past two years and I feel it works extremely well. Also, two months flies by so quickly and I'm always surprised when I see my clients after two months and it feels like it was only about three or four weeks uh, since I've seen them. So something I want to make really clear is it's of the utmost importance that my clients book in every eight weeks, at least for the first four appointments. Even if you feel not much has changed, book that eight-week appointment and don't let it go over that time frame. We can learn as much from a prescription that's made a big improvement for a client than we can from a prescription that the client feel has not changed their symptoms much at all. Sometimes I'll have a client come for their follow-up and their first words will be, oh, not much has changed. When I was a new practitioner, this would terrify me. Now, 10 years later, I just take a deep breath and I'll say, okay, let's go over your case and see what's happened in the past eight weeks. So there has not been a single case where a client has not had at least one improvement in their symptoms. Sometimes it can be subtle, other times a bit more profound. In between follow-ups, I really encourage my clients to email me with updates on how they are doing. I copy and paste these emails in their notes so we can go over it at the follow-up. And at the follow-up, I'll ask my clients to talk to me about what's been happening the past eight weeks, and I encourage them to make a list of things they'd like to discuss at the follow-ups so they can get the most out of our time together. Once they've gone over their list and discussed any questions or concerns they may have, I'll use the rest of our consult to go over what we spoke about the previous consult or consults for the client's who have say they haven't noticed much change. I'll read over their notes, for example, that they used to have trouble sleeping. And as I read it back to them, they'll often say, oh, that's right, I don't have that anymore. And we'll continue working our way through their case to work out what's changed and what hasn't changed. I encourage my clients to keep a diary and write anything in there they feel may be helpful, however big or small, to help them along their healing journey. I have several clients for whom we've managed to get absolutely incredible results which even I am surprised by. These are the clients who stuck to their follow-up appointments religiously. They came every eight weeks without fail, no excuses. One of my favorites was a little girl who was covered head to toe in eczema after a vaccine reaction a few years earlier. The mum and dad used to have to hold her at night while she was sleeping, otherwise she would scratch her skin until it covered the sheets in blood. She also had multiple food allergies. This incredible family brought their daughter every eight weeks for a year, taking into account there's actually only six appointments. And by the end of that year, their daughter had porcelain skin and could eat whatever she liked. Another one of my favorites was a little boy with severe autism who was completely nonverbal and extremely selective in what he would eat. 
His mum was an absolute trooper, sticking to my prescriptions rigidly and bringing him in every eight weeks for a consultation. A year later, he's speaking beautifully and trying different foods. The mum didn't think he'd ever be able to speak, so she is so grateful for what homeopathy has done for their family. These are the families I really love working with. I love working with everybody, but these people really have a special place in my heart. I am extremely committed to my clients, and when they show the same commitment back, we can create magic together. I feel very sad when I see a client for a consultation and then I don't hear anything from them for four to six months, sometimes even a year, and then they book in for a follow-up. When this happens, I am pretty much starting from scratch. It's a case of one step forward, two steps back. In saying that, I also accept that everything happens for a reason and perhaps this person had some other things that they had to do in their life first or maybe some other practitioners that they had to see or maybe there were some financial difficulties or who knows what might have happened. But this really does slow down a client's healing so much when they don't stick to their regular follow-ups, especially in the beginning of their treatment. In general, I only need a client to commit to the initial appointment and then about three or four appointments after that at eight-week intervals. After this time frame, we've almost always found a really good set of remedies that work for this client. We've often managed to fit in a detox or two and we've built a really good relationship at this stage for a solid foundation for future appointments. So if the client then decides to wait four to six months or even more between appointments, then it's much easier to pick up the threads of where we left off. I would just also like to mention one other thing, preface with a caveat. <laughs> I will always support you, whatever you decide. With that in mind, I just want to say that when we're treating a client who's seeing four or five other practitioners at the same time, it does make it really hard to get a good symptom picture of what's truly going on. Is the client having an aggravation from a treatment of one of the practitioners? Is this their own symptom or is it an aggravation of something else? I've had clients come to see me for a consult and then come back eight weeks later telling me they never took my remedies because they were seeing a bunch of other practitioners. I really don't understand the reasoning behind this, so I won't even begin to speculate why somebody would do this. And as a practitioner, I respect that my clients have freedom of choice of who they want to see. Seeing as this is an episode about how to get the most out of your consult with me, I will say though that it's fine to see one or two other practitioners at the same time, perhaps a chiropractor or a naturopath or a counselor. But once you start seeing other practitioners who are also prescribing homeopathic remedies on the side or doing other forms of energy medicine, it really does become almost impossible to manage the case. If your consult is online, I have a few other helpful suggestions to make sure you get the best result possible. Please make sure that you eat before your consult if you're feeling hungry. It's obviously fine for children to eat during the consult at any stage, so this only applies to adults. I've had clients connect for our online consultation and then eat their entire lunch during our consult. At the end of the day, you're paying for my time. It's your money and you can do whatever you like. <laughs> but if you're serious about your healing, please ensure you have eaten beforehand, made a trip to the bathroom and done everything else you need to do to be fully present for your consultation. You deserve this time with me for you, nobody else. This is your time to focus on you. Make this time special because you can be 100% guaranteed I'll be bringing my A-game to help you to the very best of my abilities every single time. Please also ensure you're in an area with good reception 
please don't have your consult in a cafe or somewhere in public where others can hear you as we may need to talk about sensitive topics. If you're having your consult outside, please make sure it's not too windy as that can make it hard to hear you or at least wear headphones so we can hear each other. Please never do your consult while you're driving. If a client calls me for their consult while they're driving, I will refuse to go ahead with the consult. If you're the passenger, then obviously that's fine. After we've completed your online consult, I will email you with your prescription. And this is usually done in the evenings as my days consist of back-to-back consults, leaving me no time to email prescriptions until the end of the day. As soon as you've received your prescription, please order your remedies immediately and book your eight-week follow-up online straight away. Delaying the order of your remedies means we're losing precious time in your healing journey. If you do forget to book your eight-week follow-up and find you can't find a spot online, please email us as we do put aside five emergency appointments for existing clients every week. If you're coming to see me in person, then obviously our beautiful receptionist will give you your remedies straight away and rebook you on the spot. I closed my books about two years ago and sometimes I'll reopen it for one day to let new clients in. This only happens about once or twice a year. So for existing clients, I want you to know that you can always add any of your immediate family members to my books. So it doesn't matter that my books are closed. If you've ever seen me for an initial consult and you'd like to get your mom or your sister or your children to have a consult with me too, all you need to do is email info at eugeniekruger.com and my receptionist will gladly book you in. I also have a team of homeopaths who care for any new clients that are not on my books. You can visit www.eugeniekruger.com and click on bookings to book a 15-minute free chat with any of them and see who you resonate with and then book an initial consultation from there. I hope this has been helpful. If there's anything I want you to get out of this is that I am here to help you and I'm 110% committed to helping you reach your health goals. It's a two-way street though and I am not your guru. I need you to also commit 110% to this journey. Stick to your prescription. If anything happens that you're unsure of, email me straight away. If you have any questions, please reach out immediately. Don't let the days go by. Your body has the ability to heal and I am right here to help you. Thank you so much for choosing me to work with you and thanks for listening. Bye.